Welcome to the Fantasy Freaks Podcast with your hosts Brandon Eisenbarger and Kevin Walsh. Hey guys, what's going on here? Uh, it's Brandon again uh, with my co-host Kevin Walsh. Yeah, and we're excited to be here with our second episode of the Fantasy Freaks Podcast. Sure are. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it sure is. Your guys are uh, in for a treat. For sure. Yeah, we're really excited for this one. It's going to be a lot of week four information that we're pretty confident in. Yeah. We've, we've got, we did a lot of research and excited yeah, to talk good. about it. We're excited to talk about our info. Yeah, but before we get started, I first want to mention, go follow us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to. T Fantasy Freaks. You have to follow it. There's no other option. No. And when you we're already at 184 followers. We're balling yeah. right now. Yeah, we're we're climbing up climbing up the mountain. Exactly. And you guys can get all the info on when our podcasts come out on there. We stay pretty up to date on it. We post our waiver claims there, our other a few other rankings and stuff. Yeah, we're just trying to grow. So give us yeah. a follow, give us a like or a retweet. That's what we want. That's we, what We also want to help uh, it's a good way to connect with our fans too, and oh yeah, give us our info. We answered a ton of waiver wire questions we do. this week, and that really helped a lot of people. Trade mm-hmm. questions also, and we also soon want to get into some some sort of mailbag system where you guys can um, ask us questions, email us questions, and we'll email answer us, on live tweet out on live questions, show. and we'll answer them on the show, and yeah. specifically to what you are asking. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so first though, we had the Thursday night football game last night. That, I'm excited to talk about this for a little bit because that was probably one of the better ones we've had so far. Yeah, and it was the Eagles going to Lambeau Field playing the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Uh, Eagles came away 34-27. That was unfortunate to see. Wait, but, um, I mean, are, wait, are you a Packers fan? I am. I <laughs> I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey, but uh, that was that was hard to watch, even though it was a fun game to watch. Uh, oh, definitely the best Thursday night game so far. Yeah, so far. Maybe one of the better primetime games, too, because the, the Monday night ones haven't been very good, and neither have the Sunday ones. But we have some good lineups for primetime games on Sunday. Uh, yeah, this Sunday, you're right. Yeah, Dallas, New Orleans. But uh, That'll be nice. So a few takeaways from the game. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers, threw for 420 yards. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. He looked very good. He looked like his old self. I mean, take away the last play. Uh, for the Packers on offense, that was rough. That was really. And bad. he has a great. He, he had a great game. Yeah. He always performs on Thursday night. Twenty-seven fantasy points. Was, yeah, he always performs really good, especially in September in primetime games. The thing that is crazy to me is like, watching that game. I thought I just felt like the Packers dominated that football game. Especially yeah, especially right out of the gates. They had. I just can't believe I'm I, like the Eagles won. Like when I just think I of who played better, I just was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Like Wentz didn't look that good. He, he only did, threw 160 and three touchdowns. Yeah. So he didn't even look that good. But the, the difference maker was Philadelphia's running game. Oh gosh, Jordan Howard went off. Jordan Howard was just getting like ten yard gains after ten he had yard gains. Two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown piled on. Yeah. And unfortunately, then, as a Wentz owner, he did take away like two of the touchdowns that I wanted, but. Wentz getting, th- Wentz getting three touchdowns, though, on 160 yards passing, I, I will take that any I mean, day, especially against I, I saw the stat that he he was only started in about 4% of leagues last night, so not too many people were happy with uh, their decision on benching him this week, but, I mean, it was kind of hard to start him. Against I started this- him. Oh, in one of your uh, DFS leagues, or what? No, I started him in my in-season league redraft. Oh, okay. But you're talking about DFS, yeah. only 4%? Yeah. Well, I mean, in that type of matchup, pretty much people would only be playing him in a GPP of DFS. Yeah, right. Because the tournaments would be the only play you want to take that sort of risk. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, Wentz was definitely avoided by a lot of people this week and still performed pretty well. well no, I was talking about Jordan points. Howard. Oh, yeah. My apologies. Oh, I was on Wentz. My okay, I was on Howard. I didn't start Jordan Howard this week. No, I know. I know you didn't. Okay. That's why I'm saying yeah, only four so, percent people did. Well, that Packers D line look, has looked so good. This it has. Week. It really has. They got a couple free agents this offseason. Yeah, uh, Zedarius Smith is That's looking right. really good, and Blake Martinez is one of the better linebackers this year. But uh, on the Packers side, Devontae Adams had a uh, career-high 180 uh, receiving yards, which uh, he looked fantastic last night. Aaron Rodgers was loving him. They threw it to him every play. Uh, they did. They took advantage of their uh, their sec- the Eagles secondary because it's it, oh it's looked God. horrible. Avante Maddox. Like, I know he got hurt and all, but, like, he's really bad. He, he did not look good at all. Like, they literally just threw it wherever Avante Maddox was guarding. Yeah. Every single time. Whether it was Adams... Allison, MVS. Yeah, every single time. And one thing I noticed, too, like Jimmy Graham didn't look that good in the red zone. He no, he had didn't. a lot of he drops. Had drops. He had a, drop, a lot of drops. He you know. had that one-hander in the end zone, which I honestly know. looked very catchable. Like, he's got big hands. I like, know. Catch that ball. He's You're six, the NFL. seven. He played basketball. Like, that's not out of your reach. Like, I'm, I don't know. And you've got, like, a probably a six-foot cornerback on you. Like He had space. He yeah. should have caught it. But, yeah, so that... Was the main take? I mean, it's a great game. Yeah. So the Eagles' rushing D looks disgusting, though. They they held Aaron Jones to about seventeen rushing yards. Where Jones got saved by some touchdowns. He did, and he they threw him into the receiving game a lot due to Jamal Williams' injury. Yeah, Rodgers did start throwing a lot of dump offs. Right, he had six like second half of the game. He had six De- receptions when Devontae Adams half. wasn't have was was um, out right. on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. It was a good Thursday night game. I had fun watching it, but um, now we're got to move on to the Sunday games because that's the most important. That's the meat and potatoes of our podcast, I would say. That is the Sunday games. So we're gonna get into our favorite, I would say, loves of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players that we like this week. Um, they could be fringe starters. They could be pretty average starters, or even guys maybe they didn't plan on starting. Yeah, we usually don't like to use guys that are, you know, set it and forget it, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey type Dalvin of guys. Cooks. Yeah. We're not going to tell you those guys to start because you're not even debating it. They're yeah. matchup proof or at least matchup proof you, enough to You're throwing them in week. regardless. Yeah, so uh, first, uh, Phillip Rivers this week is going against Miami Dolphins, who are the second worst against QBs. They have allowed Lamar Jackson week one be the number one QB that week. Mm-hmm. Week two, Tom Brady was the fourth quarterback. And week three, Dak Prescott was the seventh best quarterback. Yeah, this this matchup is probably one of the more juicier ones this week. Miami, they suck. We've said it the past. We said it last week, and we're going to say it again. Uh, Dak Prescott had his way last week, and Phil Rivers are going to do the same. So. Yeah, and also Vegas has um, the Chargers scoring the most points. Yeah, that's another reason. Second most points of any team yeah. this week. At 30 points, which is very high. Mm-hmm. But, Brandon, does this scare you at all with, like, the fact they could get out to an early lead, like, really fast, and then Phillip Rivers just becomes nothing if they just run it to Eckler and maybe even Melvin on his limited carries? I don't think so. I mean, I think Phillip Rivers will still get his points because, like, the news just came out that Mike Williams is out and uh, as well as Justin Jackson, so I feel like they're going to be passing the ball a little more with Jackson out because Eckler's more of a pass-catching back, and I think they'll be – utilizing him in the past game as well That's a good as point. Yeah, I agree I mean that. Keenan Allen's gonna have a field day but we'll be talking about him a little later he's definitely not a love this week right no he's he, eh, maybe a hate I'd say he's <laughs> average at football average he, he's pretty average player in the league 
Yeah, well, we love Philip Rivers this week against this tanking Miami uh, Miami team, let alone. But uh, we also like Russell Wilson this week. Uh, had a finished as a number one quarterback last week with forty one fantasy points in uh, half PPR leagues. So uh, and he's playing this Arizona team that uh, has allowed the their past few past three weeks they've allowed the quarterback to finish in the top six. So. Uh, uh, That's an it's good news story. for Russell Wilson. Yeah, and also you can't forget about Russell Wilson's running ability. Yeah, um, he had two rushing touchdowns last week, and you got to remember uh, the Cardinals allowed Lamar Jackson run for 120 yards on him. That's that's right. So Russell Wilson, even though like he's not going to come out and run for 120, no. just the fact that like they're pretty weak there, that honestly might even be he's he, Daryl might even script that into the playoff. yeah for sure yeah definitely. So Russell Wilson, he's probably a top five QB this week. Uh, oh, definitely with top this five type of play. matchup. I mean, considering Arizona's a lot of top six QB every week, and Russell Wilson's probably one of the more talented of all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kyle Allen had his way with them, so. It's crazy. All right, so next, um, Matthew Stafford, who's actually one of our dream streams. Yeah. Who is owned in under 50% of leagues yep. in ESPN. And we like him because he's quietly thrown six touchdowns in the last game. Most people, I mean, after last year's performance, most people would kind of just kind of shoo him away from their lineup but he i think he's a pretty good stream i drafted him pretty high last year you did and you were really disappointed weren't you it pretty much ruined my quarterback position for the whole year i was just streaming qbs for the longest time no yeah it was brutal but yeah and also um it's a very high scoring game playing against the chiefs who are the chiefs are going to be they have this guy named patrick Mahomes. yeah and their chiefs are favored by touchdown so the lions can be underdogs by touchdown you should be expecting stafford to just sling oh, the ball. i wouldn't be surprised if he throws over 40 passes oh for sure and yeah that's all you want is opportunity and that's why he's a dream team for us just because of plain old opportunity and he's really not looking that bad mm-hmm. at all and he's got some good receivers marvin jones finally came out last week and played pretty well so kenny g you got Kenny G and you've got Marvin, Marvin, and Marvin carry on in the passing game. And even TJ Hawkinson too. He's got targets. Yeah. He's got guys you can throw the ball to. Oh, for sure. So I think Stafford's a great stream this week. And uh, we also like Case Keenum as our second dream stream, who's going against the New York Giants, who is actually worst against QBs. And uh, uh, as history continues, uh, James Winston last week, he threw for over 300, he threw for almost 400 yards, 380 passing yards and three touchdowns. So uh, I really like Case Keenum this week. He's a, he's barely owned in any leagues. And I mean, last week, Case Keenum didn't look too bad against the Bears. I know he threw uh, three picks, but he also threw for over 300 passing yards and two touchdowns. So I know Keenum's not like the juiciest of guys. You no, he's start, not. Especially if you watched last week's game. Mm-hmm. He looked horrible. He did. And he still he threw. He was throwing ducks. It he looked still like threw pick for 300 pick. yards, though, which yeah, exactly. isn't terrible yeah, which against is, the Bears D. But one concerning part is, like, Brandon, do you see a situation where Keenum could get benched in the middle of the game for a guy like Dwayne Haskins? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Just because I feel like he's gonna be playing well against the Giants. I, I, I think Jay Gruden really likes Case Keenum too. And I feel like it's only fair to give Haskins like a clean, fresh start right. as the starter for a week, where he gets mm-hmm. to practice the whole week with first team reps. And another thing is, I think, I really think Daniel Jones is gonna help this Giants offense, which, as I mean, both defenses are really bad, so it's most likely gonna be a shootout. So it Case Keenum be. will be throwing. The it ball should be just a lot. all offense, which I'm right. You definitely be hoping for if you end up uh, streaming Case Keenum this week. Yeah. 
So those are the QBs that we really like this week. Next, we'll start with the running backs. There's been a lot of talk about this man, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers running back going against the Miami Dolphins, who pretty much all fantasy season seems like we're just going to be picking on them. I mean, it's it's only right to. Like, you, you can't you – can't I hate to bully him around, but we, we got to start who is going to get the most points and most opportunity. Exactly. And Austin Eckler is going against the worst running defense of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Also, Chargers projected 30 points this week, which you talked about Phil Rivers, second most. So they're and that's going to score a lot. Huge opportunity for Austin Eckler to rack in some touchdowns there. And we just, as I said before, Justin Jackson is out. So, I mean, and also Melvin Gordon might get a little work, but I think Eckler, it's going to be all Eckler. Yeah, and, in, and in the scenario that the Chargers get up a lot really really quick, really early. Good game script, too. Good game script for Eckler. I mean, obviously yeah. that would hurt Rivers from what we just talked about, but if Eckler can benefit from that, it will definitely help his outlook this week. And yeah, I know sure. you Eckler owners are a little disappointed about this Melvin Gordon. A little more than a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but – uh I think you can get at least one more good week out of him before you have to. And not only that, I think he can still be a decent flex option too. It just sucks because it's opportunity, and he's such a good running back. He is, but put I don't him on think another team like put him on the Buccaneers. But do you think the Chargers are just gonna like throw him to the curb? I don't think they will. After he's done great and they had success with, and him. he's been loyal to the team too. Like, yeah, I mean, I think he can be a viable flex option after this week still. So I agree, he's gonna do good. Mm-hmm. So start him if you got him. And then uh, this game's going to be a bit of a slugfest, I feel like. But Monday night, right? Monday night, this is kind of a boring game, but we really like both the running backs, uh, Joe Mixon and James Conner. And, I mean, both of them underperforming this year. They have. I know neither of us have them, so we're fine with that. But this week we kind of want them. He's been pretty disappointed. (laughs) At least I do. I said I want one of them this week. Oh, that's fair. Oh, my God. But yeah, uh, since he's second worst against the run this season, which is great news for James Conner. Uh, I mean, Jeff Wilson has had two touchdowns against Cincinnati Week Two. Uh, Frank Gore had a touchdown Week Three. So and he played pretty well. Oh, he he played great. Yeah. Frank and then Week One, you 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 own him, Chris Carson. Chris, twenty-one fantasy points. Fumbleitis Carson. They allow a lot of t- since he seems to allow a lot of yeah. touchdowns. And James Conner is going to get the ball at the goal line. Oh, yeah. They're not going to trust Mason Rudolph with some freaking fades of the corner of the end zone. No. They're going to be giving it to Conner up the gut. And I don't know if you guys saw James Conner's tweet, but he's like, he was like, you'll he, see me this week. He, he's, yeah, he's kind of like, he feels kind of bad. He's to like the, to all the haters like out there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show I'm gonna show you what's up this week. And it, honestly, like I hate to use that as like a reasoning, but motivation's a big part of oh, fantasy. Sure. Like, he's going to come out and have a little bit of revenge factor and obviously in a divisional game too. Yeah. But also Joe Mixon, right? Steelers are pretty bad against the run. They also allowed Jeff Wilson to have two touchdowns, which was yeah. last week. And um, what's it called? The Steelers D isn't that great against the pass. Yeah. James White played pretty well week one mm-hmm. on just getting catches. I think he had may have had six catches for 56 yards or five catches for 56 yards. Yeah. So Mixon can catch some passes too to just st- add on to those yeah, points. Joe Mixon is starting to look a lot better like the way he was last year. I mean, this Bills D is not – not Bills D. Well, no, last week. Last oh, week. yeah, you're right. Mixon had a touchdown. He had 16 fantasy points. So, And that's that's a pretty good Bills D against the run. So, And another thing similar to Connor, I think Joe Mixon tweeted out that he apologized to the fans for this underperformance. I can't so, believe that. Like, I guess that's more motivation. Yes. Yeah. I, we like them both, and it's going to be – honestly, like both these teams are like 
Cincinnati's not viewed as like a great team this year. Mm -hmm. Then you get Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger. People think they're kind of shaky. I honestly think this might be like a sneaky, like pretty good game. Yeah. I would say. So next, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You might not be thinking that like it's great to start anyone in the Chiefs backfield right now just because of their tandem or three-headed monster that they got going on. And how hot the wide receivers are right now. But Damian Williams is out this week. So... That leaves Sean McCoy some good opportunity. Exactly. They're going to score the most points this week of any fantasy. Well, Vegas is projecting them to score the most points of any NFL team mm-hmm. this week. And it could be set for a good game script. Because if the Chiefs get up big, they'll just be running the ball the whole rest of the game. So, yeah. And right here, um, Chiefs are playing the Lions yeah. this week. Yeah. So, Lions allowed... Um, a top five running back finish for the first two for weeks. First two weeks. Yeah, that's that's right. So Sean McCoy has said it pretty well, and the game script could really help him. And he's still a good back in the league. He is. He had a good week last week too. So against was it the Ravens? Did they play the Ravens last week? Yes, they did. And the they Ravens did. D is pretty good. So I mean, he I, played. He played all right. Daryl Williams. Well, Shady had about. Shady had two touchdowns. I thought. Oh, he did. You're right. Yeah, but they both played well. They both played well. It was a. It was um. It was definitely a tandem effort there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next we have, uh, well, Chris Thompson or Adrian Peterson. We're fine with both of them. Uh, they're playing the Giants, which uh, the bottom half when it comes to rushing, def- uh, running defense. Uh, and we think this is going to be a very high-scoring game because, as I just said, both defenses are really bad. So, uh, th- this is going to most likely be a shootout, and they'll just be scoring and scoring no matter what. And yeah. Well, one thing I was going to mention real quick mm-hmm. is like one thing that's a little concerning is that both of them are still seeing right around that 50% mark of yeah. snaps. So they're pretty much in a complete committee right now. Right. Which is unfortunate for fantasy. Exactly. Always. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer true. Thompson this week over Peterson. Who would you prefer? I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably prefer Thompson because of his catching ability. And if I feel like it's going to be a shootout, they're going to be wanting to dump the ball to Thompson a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, so Thompson, Peterson, they. Aren't the most flashy plays, but if you need to start a guy like that, your I think flex, they're a good flex. Yeah, good flex option for sure. That's the most you hope. To be completely honest, though, like if you're starting one of them this week, though, you're pretty thin at running back. Yeah, and that's all right though. And these guys will be you'll be able to plug them in. Right. So dream stream next. So yeah. these guys are under under fifty percent owned. Yep. Uh, first one, we got two of them. Ronald Jones. This one's kind of gross. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you. Got, I mean, Ronald Jones just does not sound great. But uh, they're playing the Rams this week, and Nick Chubb just had 15 points against them last week, yeah. which is very nice. And also, uh, McCaffrey was the number one running back in week one, yeah. playing against the Rams with 38 points. You think the Rams' D is pretty good, but they— Yeah, you're like, oh, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Like, they're so good. Clay Matthews. Like, <laughs> I mean, they are good, but I think they're better at the pass rush than Yeah, oh, for sure. So, Ronald Jones— he's, and- very, he's a really efficient running back. More than five five point seven carry yards per carry versus the Giants last week, uh, so I, and I think Bruce Arians is gonna want to go with the younger guy when it comes down to like the I guess the bell cow, and Ronald Jones bursted for a twenty five yard run last week too. So part of that too is like Ronald Jones has, he has that some burst, big playability, which is what you're gonna need to beat a Rams team with yeah. Sean McVay at the helm. But it's also most likely what you're going to get with Ronald Jones. Like, so. Yeah, expect production for Ronald Jones, what you can realistically expect. Yeah. But if you're in a situation where you're needing to stream a running back, which 
isn't great, but if you need to, Ronald Jones is we think is the guy, mm-hmm. one of two guys you should be looking to go after. Yeah, and that other guy's, uh, is it Darrell Williams or Daryl? I think it's Darrell. I'd say, I would say Darrell too. They got so many D Williams on this freaking team. I know. They got it feels like Damian Williams, Darrell Williams, and yeah, God. I feel like there's so more. Annoying. I feel like there's more. Feels like there's feels like there's more. But yeah, he's our second dream stream. Uh it's kinda like it's kind of a connection with uh LaShawn McCoy. They're both we both like him this week against this Detroit defense who's uh hasn't been great against the running backs. And because it's gonna be a high scoring game, we expect a uh, great opportunity for uh Darrell Williams. And he actually out snapped LaShawn McCoy last week. He uh ate up fifty four percent of the snaps. So uh yeah, we really like him this week as a good streaming option, and uh, he was a really big waiver pickup last week, so hopefully you guys snagged him. Would already have him at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, with it being so high scoring, though, like 30 points, that's not – I mean, they, they are – I think 31 points fan, uh, Vegas is yeah. projecting them to score. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of scoring. If he can get a few touchdown opportunities, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets Which one. Which is very likely. I would not be surprised. So him and Shady, though, both – I think they're both startable. Yeah, I think they're great flex options in my opinion. Yeah, if that's if that's where you have to turn for that type of flex play, then I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it, and I think they can get you through this week. Right. So those are the running backs for this week that yep. we love. We got some more loves, but this time at the wide receiver position. And first, we're kicking it off again with these Chargers players. I mean, every single you one have to start expect I'm sorry, but you kind of have to expect this. It's Keenan Allen. It's Keenan Allen. He's pretty, Keenan. pretty good at football. He's he's all right. But, yeah, as we've been saying, the Chargers are projected uh, second highest this week, um, which, again, opportunity is huge for fantasy. And Keenan Allen's going to have all of it uh, this week against this just deteriorating Dolphins secondary. Minky's it's, gone. They literally have no one they, except for, what, Xavier Howard? Xavier, yeah, Xavier Howard, who's – you think he's good? He had a decent year last year, but he just has—he's been off to a rough start this year. And Keenan Allen is just so much—he's just so much more talented than all these other guys on the Dolphins uh, secondary. Yeah, well, and don't forget that Mike Williams is out, and that's gonna lose out on fourteen percent of target share for Mike Williams. Yeah, and that's got to get spread somewhere else. I don't. Yeah, I mean, who's he gonna go to? Travis Benjamin? No. Probably Travis Benjamin. I'd say Travis Benjamin and uh, Virgil yeah, Green too. Totally. Maybe a little Virgil. I'm just no, Keenan Allen though. He's he's a great player, and honestly, if you drafted him, you got Props. great value for his ADP. Yeah. And he's looking great, and you cannot beat this matchup. No. Hopefully, they don't get up too much early. But if they're going to get up early, it's going to involve Keenan Allen. I going still off. think he'll get a lot of receptions. So, yeah. So here's another one who might be a fringe start for you. Yeah, possible. we've we've got him in that wide receiver two flex range. He was he finished really well last week. Sterling Shepard, he was really good last week. He seems to already have an early connection with uh, Daniel Dimes. or is it Daniel Dimes? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Oh, apologies. Danny Dimes Jones. Apologies, Daniel, for listening to this. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, Daniel, we're we're sorry. If, uh, well, we know you're listening to it. I mean, who wouldn't be listening to our the Fantasy Freaks uh, podcast right you now? You would be dumb not to. Yeah, but with that connection that Brandon you're talking about, he had seven catches for 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Yeah. That is great to it, see. It is, and and it's going to be even better when uh, they face off this Washington secondary who's actually the worst. Am I reading this correct? Yes, they are the 32nd uh, versus wide receivers that's, this year. That's really bad. That is really bad. 
and the Giants are also projected to score 26 points, which is pretty high for the, It's pr- good. Pretty high for the Giants it without, is. without Saquon Barkley. Well, this is another reason, too, which could lead to more passes. Boom. Well done. Good thing. Good, good, good stuff. I like that. I like hey, that. I'm a thinker, man. You are a thinker. But yeah, Saquon's out. Um, it's going to limit a lot of those check downs of Saquon in the passing game, so yeah. we're going to have to throw it downfield to Sterling Shepard. And as we said before, this is most likely going to be a, a shootout, so they're going to be scoring a lot. I love him this week. If he's on my yeah. team, I'm starting him. Oh, I'm starting wide receiver two. Wide receiver two value this week. Put him in now. And another one, Detroit Lions. Kenny G. Kenny flipping G. I think they call him Babytron. Babytron? Is, uh, I guess. Uh, Would you want to be called Babytron? Would you like that nickname if I start Babytron. Calling? I don't know I if I like it. that. I wouldn't want it. Megatron is just one of the coolest names ever. Yeah, I don't like, know if I like Babytron. Like, you're just living in the shadows. You are. Of one of the goats. So, Kenny G, they are um, six-and-a-half-point underdogs versus the Chiefs. So, we, we talked about Stafford earlier. Did you, uh, did you type this? Juicy game script. He has got a juicy game script. What do you define as juicy? Juicy makes you want to have saliva dripping out of your mouth for that's how fair. nice this game script is. Uh, that's fair. I, li- I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, it's very juicy. Uh, they're going to be down trailing most of the game, and... Who other to throw to than Kenny Galladay? Yeah, and he also brings in a quarter of the team's targets, and that should be going up uh, with this high-scoring game. I mean, I feel like Stafford just loves him. You can just throw the ball up to Kenny G, and he'll come down with it because, I mean, baby drawn. So, uh, yeah, last week uh, – or last two weeks, he had nine and then eight targets. So that, that's pretty good for a wide receiver too, I'd say. Yeah, we like Kenny G this week, mm-hmm. and if the Lions want to do anything in this game, he's going to have to get involved. Exactly. Especially with that juicy game strip. That juicy game strip. That's saliva so, game strip. So juicy. So juicy. It's very juicy. All right. Uh, we got Kyle Allen's number one receiver coming up as one of our loves this week. DJ. DJ Moore, who's actually a part of Brandon's fantasy He team. is. I'm starting him this week against this Houston Obviously. defense. Who's oh actually who's fourth worst against the you receivers. Can't even double, you can't even double check. Think twice. Okay, this is a dumb question. Is Tynan Matthews... Uh, er, what am I saying? Is uh the Honey Badger on this team? On Houston? Yeah. Yeah. You would think they'd be pretty good with like him and like a few uh uh Merciless with the, I mean they they have a pretty good defense, but they're fourth worst against the receiver. So I really think uh DJ Moore will do good this week. They're four point underdogs on the road. So this could be a really good game script for uh DJ Moore and the other Carolina receivers. And I feel like Kyle Allen already has a pretty good connection with him and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, and remember, like, Keenan Allen literally went off last oh, week. Oh, God. Who was the number yeah. one receiver for the Chargers, and now mm-hmm. you got number one receiver for the Panthers, yeah. DJ Moore, with gunslinging Kyle Allen up. Yeah. So, uh, if he can do the same type of stuff Keenan did last week, then he'll look really good. Exactly. And he is the number one because he does lead Carolina in the target percentage this year. That's true. Even with Greg Olson having a great year. True story. True story. I ain't lying. He's not lying. So, um, one of our dream streams for wide receiver... It might not seem too great, but that's what the dream streams are. Oh, reliable. Randall Cobb, former Green Bay Packer, current Dallas Cowboy. On this high octane, high octane Dallas offense. Yeah, and with with Michael Gallup out, mm-hmm. uh, they're going against the Saints, who are the second worst for wide receiver this year, which is so surprising because people are like so big on Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell. They're so good. Eli they're Apple. All these young, but you're all high state Buckeyes, which you you guys may know that go we, Bucks. we both go to Ohio go Bucks. State. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. And it stinks, but. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has not great 
The one problem with him is he's a lot better at one-on-one coverage versus zone. He actually yeah. talked about it on his Twitter, I mm-hmm. saw. But if you look at what Tyler Lockett did last week against the Saints, he finished as the wide receiver four in week three. He looked really good last week. A lot of deep passes. Randall Cobb could totally do the same thing that Tyler Lockett did last week. And he already has two touchdowns this season, which is a great sign for him, and he seems to have an early connection with Dak Prescott. And the Saints, um, are they allowing two receiving touchdowns per game so far this mm-hmm. year? Great so news. Great news. You can totally, if one's to Amari, we don't. I don't love Witten this week. No. So one could easily be to Randall Cobb, and obviously if he's a dream stream, like there's a lot of upside that comes with him. Exactly. And these are two great offenses, so this is going to be high scoring. So great opportunity for Randall Cobb. Uh, next, Paul Richardson Jr. That's that's a bit of surprise. That might be a bit of surprise to some of you. He's our second dream stream. He actually finished as a top ten fantasy wide receiver last week with about eighteen point three fantasy points and half PPR. And the inter- interesting thing is he's a huge red zone target when they uh, when it comes to uh Washington when they get in their in their red zone. Case Keenum seems to like him already. Uh, I believe he's had fifteen targets in the past two or three games. And uh, he's got both of his end zone target touchdowns. So, great news for Paul Richardson this week. And we talked about how we love Case Keenum. Yeah. In this sh- possible shootout of a game. Against this Giants D that's... And McLaurin is, like, struggling with a little bit of injury this week. He has been. He's so been that, limited in practice, so... It's who knows? He is a Buckeye but fan. But if, if you pick up Paul Richardson, maybe McLaurin's out, and that might lead to a little more for Paul Richardson. A little more volume, which is huge. Volume's, volume's so important. So yeah, I hope you guys took something away for our wide receivers right there. We're, mm-hmm. we're pretty, we're pretty confident in all of them. But next, we uh, are. We got our tight ends. This this can get kind of ugly uh, when it comes to uh, you know streams and such because well we don't we don't say the top guys who are auto stars. no like you know Kelsey obviously we're gonna talk about the guys we love that the you might Walrus be about Darren Waller love him he's on my team I know you love him so first. We got the guy who's starting to break out, the Montana man. Montana man. Oh, my God. Will Disley. He is playing against the Arizona Cardinals, who are the worst against tight ends. Literally the worst. No, they are, like, the worst. They have given up 20-plus fantasy points in every game. Every freaking game. It's unbelievable how bad they are against the tight end. This is probably one of the best... The best starts of this week. I'm I'm convinced that Cliff Kingsbury just does not care about defense. Like no, he does, he not, does not. He does and not. With Arizona running such a high tempo offense, they get off the field really quick. Like it's snap, snap, and then that's probably going to lead to snap. Seattle to even have to have more possessions too. Which and could really help Nick Vanette just got traded to the Steelers, which gives more opportunity for Will Disley. So that's so big. Like, he is a great Seattle trading away Vanette just kind of shows that Seattle they're is, all in on they're Disley. all in on Disley. And if you're in a dynasty format or any of that. Will Disley someone you really want to own? Yeah. This guy is arguably the future of Seattle's tight end position. Right. And tight end, or Seattle hasn't been big on tight end since Jimmy Graham. And, I mean, look what he did in Seattle. He shredded, shredded up there. He was a top five tight end there. Now so, and he's in Green Bay and uh, not looking great. Not startable, for no. that's for sure. No, but we are really like with the, Will Disley uh, this week and actually moving forward, I'd say. Yeah, and another one, we got Austin Hooper. Hoop. He's got Matt Ryan throwing the ball, and he's coming off a 21-point fantasy week, catching two touchdowns. He's looking week. really good this year. I, I'm very surprised in Austin Hooper's performance with all the other options that Matt Ryan has. He's that offense just clicks in the passing game. They they really do. And as a Julio owner, it's 
it's great to see. Beautiful. Well, and Hooper getting two touchdowns, um, it makes you think like is that gonna be able to hold up, right? Then you, look at, then you look at this Titans Z though. Oh, terrible! They yeah, have allowed a touchdown yeah. to tight end every single week this season. So yeah, it's pretty much simple as that. He's caught two touchdowns last week. He is a touchdown threat. The Falcons are willing. He's to probably. Them. I'd say he's their biggest red zone threat right he, now. I'd say so too. And if the Titans have allowed a touchdown to a tight end every single week this year, that is that is just screaming Austin Hooper touchdown this week. Mm-hmm. At least one, and then he's gonna get fifty receiving yards. It's gonna happen. I think it's almost a guaranteed double-digit performance for Austin Hooper. I, I would say so, too. And he's a reception machine, too. He's 9, 4, then 6. Matt Ryan loves to throw the ball to him. Yeah, so there's another guy. We we normally wouldn't talk about a guy this high. Yeah. But because he started out so low and as a I mean, undrafted I, player. I, I picked him off of the waivers, so that's how low he started off. This is Darren Waller of the Oakland Raiders going against Indianapolis Colts. They are fourth worst against the tight end. And the Raiders are also seven point underdogs, which is pretty, a pretty big different point differential when it comes to uh, over unders. Yeah, the the Raiders run their entire offense through Darren Waller. So him and I guess Tyrell. Did he have twelve or thirteen catches last week? Yeah, thirteen. Does it scare you at all that like Gruden came out and said that they're going to try to get Jacobs more involved in the pass game? I, I don't think it does because uh, Ryan Grant just got traded, right? Ryan so Grant I think that opens up a little more slightly. Ryan Grant didn't doesn't play like a ton, but I don't think it hurts Waller, but it just helps Jacobs. I'd say like I think those targets will most likely go to Jacobs. You know, yeah. Like I wouldn't expect thirteen catches for Darren Waller. No, no. But I think he's gonna be close to that ten mark a lot of weeks. And Gruden loves loves the tight end, doesn't he? I mean, I hope Waller. He does love the tight end. He did last year with Jared Cook, who finished his top five tight end last year. Yeah, but I'm gonna be at this game. And Indianapolis on Sunday. So I'm rooting for Darren Waller this week. Yeah. I know he's on your team. Go but I, Waller. I want my Raiders to win. Waller the baller. So next week I'll give you guys a little update on my experience at the game. Yeah. But it was it was a good one. I mean, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. And Hopefully, without even without luck and AB. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, I bought the tickets before that. So that's a... Uh, sucks. Not, it sucks. It, it really suck. sucks. But uh, in this exact same game... Yeah. We're going to be looking at um, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle as possible dream streams. They've been pretty quiet this year, I'd say. I mean, you would think Ebron or Ebron would continue his uh, great performances from last year, but with Luck retiring, you know, it's slowed down a little for Ebron. But we really like him as streamers this week because the Colts are projected about 26 points as uh, for their team total, which is great for any fantasy player. Yeah, and with T.Y. out, um, you should see an increased target share for the tight ends for mm-hmm. the Colts. Jacoby Brissett should be relying on them with yeah. a little less. And Jacoby Brissett loves the tight end. He sure does. And Raiders are bottom third against tight ends this year, which is definitely favorable for yeah. a good, um, mm-hmm. good performance from Colts tight ends. My question to you, Brandon, is yeah. do you prefer Ebron or Doyle this week if you had to pick? I you would prefer definitely Ebron because he is the much bigger end threat. Than Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is more the guy who I remember we were talking about this last Sunday. He runs those little curl routes. Oh, like he five he yards. runs 10, 10 yard curl routes the whole and then, game, and then turns around and tries to get more yards. But that's really it. They he kind of he holds the ball with both of his arms over the ball. Yeah, with the ball in the right in his stomach, and he just kind of tries to truck over people. Yeah, he doesn't. But then you get Eric Ebron. He's hurling dudes. He has he's juking the much bigger boom potential than which Ebron. I feel like if you're if you're streaming a tight end or then Doyle, excuse me, you should want. The boom, for sure, especially between these two guys. Because you're, if you're streaming tight end, you're looking for the guy who's gonna catch you 
a touchdown because at tight end positions, guys on the waivers normally aren't consistent right. target targeted guys. So Eric Ebron has the higher touchdown percentage. Mm-hmm. So I would totally rock with him. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's all of our loves this week. We love them. We really do. Hopefully, but it's unfortunate, but we've got some hates too. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I hate these guys. Like, I actually hate them. You hate their guts. I hate all of them. That's not very nice. I'm so so you. Well, I guess I can see you don't like. I I can guess I can see you hating all these guys, but. Well, well at least for this week. Well, next week, maybe I'll love them next week. Well, there's this one guy that you you liked going into the season, and that's Josh Allen. He's on our hate list. He's my starting quarterback. So are, I might have to. Start, are you starting him this week? I. I might have to change it. Most, Most people, people are not starting. Josh I know. Allen this week. I don't know. It's gonna be. If really you're in a ten man league and you're possibly starting Josh Allen, you're dumb. Yeah. Don't start him in a ten man league. I know. I'm considering starting. Well, maybe I'm considering even Case Keenum. But, Matthew uh, Stafford and Case Keenum are available. Those would be my other two options. But uh, Josh Allen has looked so good so far, and I. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'm it's definitely something you still have to decide. It's gonna be a hard decision there. for sure. But uh, yeah, we don't like him this week because the Pats are actually. The best defense against a quarterback so far. They have not allowed a they haven't allowed a single touchdown offensive touchdown this year. Can you believe that? The Pats D is like were they, how many points were they projected last week? The Pats the Jets uh, almost eleven. <laughs> That's crazy. Like a defense we projected eleven Dude, points against the when they play the Dolphins they got 30, 35 fantasy points. Like that is I know they haven't played the this greatest Bills, quarterbacks. This Bills offense is going to be the best that they've played. Yeah. But I do think the Bills are not a three and zero football team. They're a, a two, two and one. They're a two and one team. They've an uh, easy schedule. I would say the same for the Pats, sort of. Because they, oh, they, but they Luke Falk, Ryan Fitzpatrick they definitely had an easy schedule. Yeah, they, and Big Ben, they've had an easier schedule than you. I think they have one of the easier. But I think regardless, year. like they're they literally are putting in backups for the whole fourth quarter in these games. That's that true. So I feel like the Pats should be are going to be. They're three and zero. Like regardless, of who yeah. they played. But uh, yeah, Josh Allen is uh, he's a hate this week. It's hard to say, but yeah. it's hard to come out of the mouth. But on the other side of the ball, our second hate we is, hate both uh, the quarterbacks in this. We game. do, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, the goat. The goat. Uh, the Bills are top five against quarterbacks this year, so they've been pretty successful. That's scary. And also, um, the Bills have allowed the fewest yards per dropback, um, passers, uh, since the start of last season. So, and we know Tom Brady loves to drop back a lot. And just, you know, Tredavious White, Edelman, Tredavious White, man, he could, he could snag a little pick on Tom Brady, a little, a little pick, a little. Yeah. Pick. So I'm not necess- we're not necessarily saying to bench Brady this week. No, but don't expect much if you've got a, a ten man league with a great. I waiver. think he's gonna he's gonna underperform his projected points this week. 100. percent I take the under. We don't hate him. Like you can start him if you have to, but he's definitely gonna underperform because so far his numbers have proven to be quarterback one numbers, but mm-hmm. this week. Against the Bills. This is definitely his first challenge of the season. This Bills D is pretty scary. I would agree. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Tredavious White should look pretty good. If they can shut down Edelman. Right, right, right. But uh, our last hate is uh, a guy who actually performed very well. Last went week. off last week. Famous Jameis. Jameis Winston. He, Yeah, he, as we said, he went off last week throwing for three touchdowns and I believe he was one of our dream streams last week. I believe so too. Um, yeah, one of our dream streams from last week, going from dream stream to hate. 
Yeah, that's... that's hey, we're predicting it right. But that's what you're going to see with Jameis this year. He's so inconsistent. It's either you get the good Jameis or the grumpy Jameis. And the good Jameis is last week. But the grumpy Jameis has the been Jameis. the other two games. And we don't like him this week because he's playing the Rams, who's third best against quarterback. And they've got this guy named Aaron Donald, who's... He's also pretty good at football, I'd say. Would you say? I'd say he's probably a... He's probably a top thirty-two D lineman. Yeah, probably top thirty-two. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a pretty scary guy when it comes to if you're the quarterback, you're you're gonna be shaking in your booties throughout the game, especially with a guy like Winston who is known to throw the ball to just, under pressure, just panic, straight up, panic, and just throw, throw it in the air yep. and hope it gets caught. So the Rams' strong pass rush will likely lead to these picks and. Also, you got to remember that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing on the road across the country in Los Angeles. I just don't like this that much. I just don't think he's set up to perform well. No, he's not. He's going against a t- crazy tough matchup. D-line's going to be good. Cornerbacks are great. Mm-hmm. They cause a lot of pressure. He's going across the entire country. Don't start Jameis Winston this week. You know, he's If you he's picked all, him up last week and you saw on your team, just yeah. bench him. Like yeah. you're not starting him. Do not start him. And if he plays well, I'll live with that, but he's yeah. set up to play very bad. Yeah. So those are our quarterback eights. We don't hate them as we don't personally hate them, but we just we don't like their we don't like their projected points this week. So we don't think they're going to produce very well. Nope. But another guy we don't think we're going to produce when it comes to running backs, Todd Gurley. Same game. I'm. Uh, if I was a Todd Gurley owner, I'd be a little uneasy right now. The Bucks are actually the number one rushing defense uh, so far this year. That's a very surprising uh, stat right there. I would not expect that. And it, it's, like, pretty significant how much they're the number one. Like, Todd Bowles has really turned this defense around, I'd say. Like, they are clearly the number one running against the run so yeah. far. And as you've been watching, the Rams have not been utilizing him as a RB1 at all this year. They have not been passing him the ball much. They have not been giving him goal line work much. It's it, it's it's sort of ugly so far. Well, yeah, they're they're sitting on like the three yard line, and then they'll throw a touchdown pass to Cooper Cup or give it to Malcolm Brown or give it to Malcolm. Like Gurley is just if you're a Gurley owner, you get inside the five yard line, you're still not confident. He's no, gonna, you're he's not. Gonna even get a last single year would be like, oh, it's a touchdown for Gurley, uh, but this year they would just different. give it. They would just give it two to three yeah. times inside the five yard line to Gurley. Just be like, oh, we'll just pound it with Gurley. This year they're just not. What are your like? If you're a Gurley owner, do you like? What do you do with them? Like. Do, well, the fact that someone in our league traded for him is just straight it, up that stupid. Was, that was disturbingly stupid. But uh, the problem is I'm not sure how much you can get for him. Because they've gone out and said that he's been getting about 15 carries per game, but they want to give him about 25 now. Yeah. The one thing is you might think this is kind of cr- crazy, but like I'm personally looking to get a guy um, for Gurley. If I can get a guy like – I'm not super high on James Conner rest of the year, but I would take James Conner over Todd Gurley rest of the season. Uh, I would too. I sure. would also – take Leonard Fournette because of his pass um, volume. I would take Leonard Fournette over Todd Gurley rest of the season. Would you take Chris Carson? Yes. Would you? Even with the fumbles, Pete Carroll literally came out and said that he still likes Chris Carson. He's still the guy. Rashad Penny just getting screwed with little injury, knick-knack injuries. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of Gurley if I can. Are you trying to trade him for two pieces, like an RB2 and a wide receiver two? Yeah, so this is where a lot of just like your whole roster construction comes into account. Like if you're really weak at – Let's say Gurley's your RB2, but you've got a great RB3 sitting there. Let's say it's maybe a guy like um, – hmm, let me throw a name out there. We've got – and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Let's say Aaron Jones is like – you. Have, you let's say you have um, – let's say in the first round you draft a guy like McCaffrey and then you got a guy like Gurley too. 
and you got Aaron Jones as well. I'm okay with getting rid of Gurley to get downgraded running back, even if it's a little risky to trade Gurley for maybe even a guy like I would trade Gurley for Josh Jacobs. If you're the if you're the Gurley owner, if I'm the Gurley owner, yeah, I I probably would too. And if I can get Jacobs, who's going to be the bell cow in Oakland, and is going to start getting more care. Like I would right now, if I Gurley right now, uh-huh. I'm trading him for Josh Jacobs straight up. Oh, 100 percent. What about Marlon Mack? That's an interesting. I'm trading game. him straight up for Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is like number five or six on total carries this year. They just give him the ball. They feed him the ball. They feed him the ball. And Marlon Mack should do pretty well this week against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So this would be a good week to try to get him if you can. But Gurley, like, he's got that name value. If you can get rid of him. But the problem is where you drafted him, you're always going to think, like, if you drafted him, you're going to be like, oh, his ADP. Like, I drafted him here. Like, I drafted him in the second round. You, it almost goes down the drain. Like, like you got to think a little bit because you don't want to sell low. Mm-hmm. But with a guy like Gurley, and I'm also thinking of like a guy on my team like Sony Michelle. If Gurley like, goes off for like 20 plus points, I am selling as high as I can. Oh, I'm getting him off my team. And if I'm a little weak at receiver, I'm going to trade for a, in quote, downgrade at running back. Yeah. Which, honestly, maybe most people in your league would view it that way, but mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't because you think Gurley's not even that good. Yeah. And I would try to get another piece of wide receiver. Exactly. Just because if you're a little weak there and your roster's a little weaker there, mm-hmm. I would not mind getting a fringe wide receiver two flex guy there mm. to put a receiver I, I, I agree with that but yeah so we don't like Gurley this week and also um goff plays pretty well on at home versus the road the road great, home split great split for him so if goff performs pretty well sean mcveigh might not even want to give much running the ball because the passing game has been working pretty well for cooper cup and the two other guys yeah so he's gonna be at home and with his connection with cup and probably soon to grow with robert robert woods and mm. cooks is still getting a lot of air yards yeah he's got the most on the team mm-hmm but, uh, yeah, they might not even need to run the ball that much. So, I'm not a huge fan of Gurley this week. If you've got a good, good, or, good option. Or I'm, rest I'm of season, even. Oh, rest of season, yeah. We were just talked about it. Like, I'm I'm trying to get rid of him if, it's, yeah. if the value's there. Like, if mm-hmm. I can get something good. Don't trade him for complete dog shit, though. No. Like, I'm, just don't do that. That's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, our next guy, though, is Nick Chubb, who's actually looked – he's looked all right so far. He got 15 far. points last week. Yeah, but he's going against his Ravens D that's seventh best in – that just scares me, and I think it'll be really bad game script because this Ravens D or Ravens offense has been playing pretty freaking well, and I think they're they're gonna rack up this point, rack up the points on this beat up Cleveland D, and I think Baker's gonna be forced to just huck the ball down. The He's and Chubb does get passes. I believe he, does. he had around six catches, and they want to get him more. They want to get him more uh, passes, but I still, I, I still think he's gonna underperform his uh, his uh, projected points this week. Yeah, and if you look at um, week two, um, Arizona could not run the ball at all against the Ravens. David Johnson did jack shit. Yeah, and, you know, there was a a few little circumstances in that game, though, which might have led to him not doing his job. True, but still, it's the Ravens' D's a very formidable opponent. And as I said before, the game strip's going to be pretty bad because, I mean, Baltimore's seven point – or – Excuse me, Cleveland is seven point underdogs, and I just think Baker's gonna be forced to throw the ball the whole game, which will hurt Chubb. I understand he gets yeah. a little bit of passes, but he needs the carries to get the yards. Exactly. Maybe he can get a garbage touchdown in there or not, but um, Chubb's probably still startable this week. But um, we don't like him. You're gonna have to start him regardless. Like you drafted him the first. You drafted round. him to start him, and you, I guarantee you don't There's, have another option. I would maybe expect a low performance from Chubb. Yeah, so. don't expect much. You should be rooting for your other players a little more to make up his ground. 
But another guy we got is uh, David Montgomery. The Greasy Warthog. The Greasy Warthog. Yes. I love my Greasy Warthog. Not this week, though. Slippery running back. Yeah, not this week. Not this week. No, he will not be very greasy this week. No. Not this week. He got he got washed and his grease is off. But we will, For, he'll be – hopefully next week he'll be – Hopefully. Re- grease will be poured back Hopefully he'll get some more opportunities. So. Yeah, but um, – yeah, his usage has been very uneasy so far. That will continue probably in this game against uh, Minnesota. Who loves to stack the box with at least seven guys. So that's just that's just really bad for Montgomery because that's that's where the Nagy really likes to use him. It, they like to use him as the, the bruiser running back. Yeah, and I mean, you guys definitely saw Josh Jacobs last week against Minnesota. Wait, oh wait, no you didn't. No, because he um, was completely he did, stuffed. He did nothing. He literally... He literally Oh, he almost he literally one, he did He had nothing. one good run to start the second half, and other than that, <laughs> he did nothing. it was nothing. So Minnesota has a really good D against the run, and David Montgomery, he's definitely starting to earn his role a little bit a more. Little bit. He, it's growing, and bit it's going to continue bit. to grow, but we're, we're definitely not a fan, fan of David Montgomery. He's Especially in he's this probably, game. He's probably a sit this week. Especially, he is a very, 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 very low flex option. If you're that desperate... Well, just start a freaking receiver. I know you drafted him probably pretty high, but yes, draft a receiver that has better boom, boom you, potential. You didn't draft David Montgomery for weeks one through four. Would you? You, you drafted him like for weeks seven through thirteen. Would you rather start DJ Chark or David Montgomery for flex? I would start Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I don't love Jacksonville receivers this week, so that's fair. I just don't love Jacksonville receivers against Denver, to be honest. That's fair. I think I believe it's in Denver too. But like, but it's it's close. Mm-hmm. And like DJ Chark, I understand he's like what wide receiver, he's top ten wide receiver this year. Might be wide receiver five. Yeah. I'm not even quite sure. But Montgomery, like I would start a guy like maybe like Chris Thompson is one of our. Loves. I would start Chris Thompson. Over I would definitely him. start Chris Thompson over uh, Montgomery. I would even, like, this might sound crazy, but even, like, a guy like Randall Cobb puts up a contest to start over him. I would, yeah, I, he's I a, would consider. He's a dream, like, he's a dream stream, yeah. but um, Shepard, I'm starting over him. Kenny Galladay starting oh, over him. Oh, like, 100%. DJ Moore, all those guys. Are, yeah. Yeah, but he's not our favorite, but if you got another guy, you can start over him that's not too much of a reach. Randall Cobb may be a reach, not going to lie. It's mm-hmm. a reach. I would start Montgomery over Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Dave Montgomery shouldn't do too great against this Minnesota D. Yeah, it's it's gonna be ugly. Luckily, for him. he is at home, so that's that, that could help plus. a little bit. That is a plus. It's a plus. But yeah, we were just talking a little bit about Jacksonville. Um, Philip Lindsay's playing against him this week, who is one Ooh. of our hates. He looked fantastic last week, though. But Jacksonville D, typical great defense, tenth against the run, and this is actually gonna be a pretty low scoring game, which does not favor in uh uh. It does not help Lindsay's case for a star this week. If you drafted Lindsay, are you happy with his performance so far? No, I am not. Not in the slightest. Like Royce Freeman is just screwing it all up. Royce Freeman is slowly gaining ground on Lindsay. Well, and they're still in a pretty much dead split committee. It's definitely a committee still. It's I believe Lindsay had fifty six percent or fifty one percent to Lindsay's forty seven. Yeah. Or no, Lindsay had 51 to Freeman's 50, 47. So, uh, I don't like either of them because they're only on the field 50% of the time. And especially this week, I would maybe – I know you probably drafted Lindsay somewhat high, but maybe try to stay away. Maybe maybe you have a Chris Thompson on your uh, on your bench or maybe a Wayne Gallman. Maybe I would agree. Con- consider start one of those guys over him. 
I would agree. And also, you got to remember, this can be a pretty low-scoring game with um, the Broncos only projected to score 20 points by Vegas. Yeah. There's going to not be going to be a lot of touchdown opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get one. Yeah, same. Royce Freeman could get it. Um, maybe even Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Or Cortland Sutton. Yes, that's all our hates for running back this week. We had four of them. Uh, we do not like them. No. But receivers, uh, first off, we've got both the receivers in um, for the Buccaneers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who were two of our starts of the week last week. What's up with that? What is up with that, Kevin? Well, they're going against the Rams, who are the second best against wide receivers this year. As we talked earlier, we hate Jameis Winston this week, so that obviously should mean we hate the receivers that should too. should correlate to uh, Mike Evans and Godwin. And Chris Godwin, is he's questionable. He's a... Game time decision, so you might not even have the option to start him. Yeah, and Vegas obviously thinks the Bucks aren't going to do good too, with only twenty points, just like um, just like uh, Denver, only twenty points projected by Vegas to score mm-hmm. this week. So they don't think they're going to do very well. Yeah, and I, I really, I know, I if you have Mike Evans, you're, you're going to start him, but it's just don't expect much with Jameis throwing to him because it's going to be really hard. I feel like it's just going to be a, a panic. Jameis is never good, and that's. That's what Aaron Aaron Donald does to quarterbacks. As much as Evans and Godwin do to get open, they're not gonna get the ball in their hands. No, they're not. Jameis is not gonna. (laughs) That's that's what like he's gonna miss them. They're gonna get they're they're gonna if they can even get any separation. The Rams have great coverage against receivers so far this year. Mm -hmm. If they can get some separation, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like, what are the odds that Jameis Winston puts it right in their breadbasket and they do get open? I don't I don't see it happening very often. But it Mm -hmm. sinks though because like. We've seen both these guys perform so well this year. Mike Evans just went off. Yeah, and Chris Godwin's been. But matchups matter, and yeah, um, last week they had a crazy good matchup. Obviously, you're gonna start both if they're both playing, but but don't expect as much. Yeah, you know you're gonna mm-hmm. if they're if you're um, watching that game, you better be focused a little bit more on the other games because those guys are gonna be what they need to make up his, their slack. Yeah. But this receiver we've hated all year. This next uh, one, this guy's this guy's kind of annoying. I'm not gonna lie. At least I've hated him. Adam Thielen. I do not want him on my fantasy team if I have him. Oh, my God, no. Minnesota is addicted to running the ball. I mean, addicted. They are addicted. They um... Cousins has not looked good. He's only completed 12 passes per game. And was it, Thielen had two touchdowns last game? Two. And those those were so, like, I forget how many catches flute. he had, but he only had, like, around, around like, two three or, or three. four. Two or three. So literally, he relied on. He's starting practically to get that. one. He relied on two catches for his fantasy production last week. He's starting to get to that area of touchdown dependency. I also I don't know this is true. I don't have a source for it. I just heard it. Someone told me that like, is it true that Diggs actually like once out. I saw that too. I heard somewhere that Diggs. Like, I actually saw that too. Once out, and this has got to be completely out of the idea of. The Vikings just not throwing the ball, and it really hurts Thielen because, well, number one, um, Vegas only has them at getting 17.75 points this week, um, which is the second least of any team. So they obviously are thinking really highly of the Bears' D, and also Minnesota's playing on the road against the Bears, so it's a pretty good D. Cousins should not look good <laughs> at good all D. when he does throw the ball. In week two, Cousins was 14 for 35. Like, this dude mm-hmm. didn't even complete 50% of his passes in week two. Cousins should not look good against the Bears with Khalil Mack rushing him. The only Vikings that I'm getting excited about this week is uh, the chef. So The chef, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Which I'm not, like, even crazily excited about him against well, the Bears. But he's a, now. Compared to his other matchups, for sure. Yeah. But Oh, yeah. For sure. But, yeah, Minnesota's offense, though, is 
in some tough mm-hmm. sledding for this week. Yeah, but those those two options are bigger names. Uh, the next two are a little, you know, quieter guys, such as uh, our next guy, DJ Chark, who's on your team. He is. Yeah, DJ Chark. Um, I, I've loved his perfection so far. I just yeah, He's only been on my bench so far, but I'm not starting him this week for sure. Definitely I mean, not. especially against his Denver D, who's fourth best uh, against the wide receivers. They've, for some reason, well, their head coach was the defensive coordinator for the Bears last year, so... That probably correlates to how well they're doing this year. And um, Chris Harris, uh, Chris Harris Jr., is most likely going to be shadowing him or DD if I had to guess. And that's just bad news for the, that for the, that guy. So, question: Would you rather have Chark or Stephon Diggs rest of season? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably, probably DJ. Just because of the connection of Minshew and how Foles is going to be back to week 11. And if Diggs is really wanting to trade, then I don't want any part of that. Well, you maybe could want it, though. What if he gets traded to a team that he can get some usage? Well, that's you can think of it both ways. You could. You can think of it both ways. But right now, I'm like... But if you're if, if I told you Stephon Diggs I, is a Minnesota Viking the rest of the season... No. You'd rather have DJ Shark. Correct. His production's been a lot better. It'll, it'll cool down though, for sure. I starting am, this week, I am definitely it's true. But I'm still, I'm still a follower of the uh, the touchdowns that DJ Chark has been getting from. Minshew. It's not going to hold up, but he no. still is a touchdown threat every single week. Exactly. I mean, it won't. It won't hold, but it's still going to. He's a huge target for Minshew, high. which is great. You can't really teach size, so. But this week it's going to be rough because the Jags are only projected to, to score 18 points against his Denver D. So. It, Vegas obviously doesn't think too highly of their offense this week. No. And Minshew, like, he only goes out and throws for, like, 200 yards. And yeah. It's uh, at Denver, so. Uh, Mile high. It's going to be hard. Yeah, to you know, Charles can have some tough breathing, man. He is. He's going to oh, he's gonna be huffing and Especially puffing. when he's out of water. <laughs> Why would he be out of water? Shark, shark, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just oh, that's to... good. No, it's not. Oh, no, I actually didn't get it right away. I'm sure the listeners at home got it. I hope you guys did. I'm just stupid. You are dumb. You are really dumb. Especially fantasy. Especially when it comes to fantasy. Yeah. Another one though. This is um, this guy is in tandem with uh, one of our hate of the hate of the week quarterbacks. Yeah, it's kind of sad. John Smokey Brown. He's looked good. Uh, he looked good for the first two weeks, but uh, man, this Pat's D is very stingy. Very stingy. What about the fact though that the Pats have pretty much played really easy competition all year? Like, I, obviously they they're number one when it comes mm-hmm. to defending wide receivers, well, but they haven't had to play many great ones. Juju's a, the only one. That's a hard thing to to talk about right now because you you don't really know what they look like against a maybe a above average uh, Bills team. So this is definitely going to be their first challenge. But I mean, John Brown's the second toughest receiver they've had to defend this season. Who's number one? Juju. Juju. I'd say John Brown is the second best. Uh, yeah, I'd say so too. But uh, yeah, they're the Pats D's. They're number one against wide receivers, so this is just horrible, horrible setup for John Brown. He's not set up well, and based on the information that we have, he shouldn't do great. And I mean, considering that that the Pats D hasn't even allowed a touchdown, no. you cannot bank on a John John Brown touchdown at all. Yeah, no, I I do not like that matchup at all. Not at all. So, yeah, those were the receivers. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we hate a couple tight ends this week who are Ew. both um, guys who 
One of them you is know, performing pretty well. One of them is performing well. One's performing bad and should still perform bad. <laughs> the first guy. Yeah, who you has, talk about the first one. All right. Well, Greg Olson is our first tape. This might surprise some of you because, well, I mean, Greg Olson looks like himself, uh, like he did a few years ago. He's a top 10 fantasy uh, so tight end. Good. He's looking he's looked so really good. But the only problem is he's placing Houston, who's only allowed 90 receiving yards to all tight ends they play this year. That's top six. That's the top six uh, defense against tight ends. I would say Greg Olson relies on yards a decent bit, too. On yards? Yeah, I'd say he relies on yards. Yeah, I uh, yeah. It definitely is some a decent part of his, pr- pr- like what makes him. I don't know though, because he like he, he catches a lot of he's been catching a lot of touchdowns lately. I'm curious to see how many yards he's had each week because I think it's around like maybe he might be on that sixty mark each week. And you think that the points are can only come from the yardage? Yardage. Well, I'm just saying it's gonna take a lot if he can get one touchdown. Let's Here, let say. me read it. Thirty six week one. Okay. 110. 110. Then 75. So yards. Yep. That's fair. If you take what that's 7.1. 18 of his points this year have been off yards. That's fair. So I think if they can take down some of his yards. And that's that's Houston's uh, bread and butter is taking away the yards from the uh, tight end. Yeah. I uh, We don't like Greg Olson this week. Um, Houston should uh, do pretty well against him. But we do like DJ Moore, though. We do. Which honestly makes me like DJ Moore even a little bit more. Yeah. Because if the tight end's not going to be looking good. It's going to be all wide receiver. It should be all wide receiver. And C- CMC. For, for DJ Moore's sake, it should be. Yeah, hopefully. So our uh, last hate of the week is OJ Howard of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we pretty much have hated this entire. Well, which is yeah. so odd because last week we literally loved every single one. Yeah. But they're going against the Rams, who are the eighth best versus tight end. And we just talked about Winston's just going to have a rough day in general. I don't. I hate Winston this week. I think we're gonna get a grumpy Winston this week because the Rams are top ten against a tight end. So bad day for OJ coming up. Yeah, and you look at week two for the Rams. They played against the Saints, and Jared Cook was pretty much irrelevant. He had like he, two catches, fifteen yards. Very irrelevant. But obviously, they had the um. Well, that was the game of the situation well, of Breeze and Bridgewater. The Rams shut Olsen down week one too. That's correct. Only five point six fantasy points in week one. And another concerning part for OJ is he only has 10 targets on the entire season. That's scary because I remember last year he was getting target after target after target. Yeah, and he has the fourth most targets on the Buccaneers this year, which is horrible. It's really bad. Behind probably Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then, uh, oh gosh. Can you think of the last one? Um, I'll see if you can get it. I know who it is. Well, who do you think has more? This player. Has more targets than OJ Howard, who was a top five tight end drafted. I, it's this on the tip of my tongue. Oh gosh. Let me tell you a team he's played for before. Yes. I think he's played for the Ravens before, and I think he's played for the Browns too. Maybe only the Ravens. Oh, is it uh, 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 uh Perryman? Rashad Perryman. Rashad he played Perryman. for the Browns and the Ravens. Yep. All right, I'm right. He has more targets than OJ. <laughs> he has more targets than OJ Howard. Rashad Perryman. <laughs> yes. He's like a no name guy. Like yes. I'm surprised I knew him. So, I mean, I think OJ, it'll go up. He'll finish it. This year, he'll finish at third most targets. I think he'll get more than Oh, do you? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I think so. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, Dude, Arians, Arians came out and said he wants to get him more involved. He's but he also, I remember Arians saying that he's a talented guy. He himself needs to get more open. Like, Arians thinks that it's like. Okay, but Winston also just isn't the greatest QB for his Well, that's what I'm scared of. 
Are you scared of that? I'm scared of Winston. Winston's just so matchup for me, though. He is. Like, it's literally like if OJ, if Winston has a bad matchup, like, I'm not starting OJ. If Winston has a great yeah. matchup, maybe OJ's like, Winston had a great matchup last week. And Win- OJ didn't do OJ got like 8.5 yeah, yeah. or ish. So great. But he did better than he did. Are in the you past. looking to trade him? Like, I can't get much for you him. You can't. So I'm going to hang maybe, on to him and hope for Or the best. maybe you wait. Maybe I have OJ wait. on my team. I'm going to wait. wait for a boom game and then super. I'm either going to wait for a boom and sell, or I'm just going to wait and um, just kind of stick to my where I drafted stick him. Stick to your guns. I have Mark Andrews, so I'm I'm fine. I drafted Mark Andrews. That's a fair point. But yes, yeah, so that's our love hate. Love hates. We'll get a better name for it soon. We gotta get some. Yeah, cool we gotta name. get some. Maybe you guys can comment and maybe uh, give us some tweet, options. Tweet at us. We'd yeah, love, we'd love to get a name idea for it. Yeah, definitely. But we do have a name for our next segment. What oh, is it? I'm excited for this one. The sneak freaks of the week. The sneak freaks of the week. So in this segment, we're gonna explain. I'm gonna explain it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Um, each week we're gonna like pick a position, either running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And we're each going to pick a player that's in owned in under 20 to 15% of leagues yeah. under that. This is kind of like a long shot. A long shot, bold prediction for a nice week out of them. Uh, mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily much fantasy relevant when it comes to starting these guys. But we're really like interested to see how correct we can be. Under Especially, this could also play in a role in a, a deeper league too, like maybe a 16. Oh, for sure. And also think about it too in DFS situations with GPP tournaments. If you're playing DFS oh, God, and you want to um, find a really cheap guy that you can have the boom potential with, um, these are two guys. I'll start us off. My sneak freak of the week is Devin Smith. Uh, Cowboys former Buckeye. Wide receiver. Uh, I love him this week. Uh, he Last week he had ninety-two percent uh, snap percentage in week three, so which was more than Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb last week. And also uh, Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver four versus the Saints last week with a very nice deep ball. Devin Smith lives on the deep ball. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Saints couldn't guard Lockett last week in the deep ball concerns me for the Saints D when it comes to the deep ball. So Devin Smith. He can very easily break out a 50 yard touchdown seen catch. That. We've seen it before. We've already seen it. We have seen it against, was it the Redskins? The Dolphins. The Dolphins, that's right. The no, Dolphins. it was against the Redskins. Redskins. You are correct. I was right. Yeah, you're right. Gosh dang it. And But yes, the fact that Devin Smith had the higher snap percentage of any wide receiver on uh, the Cowboys mm-hmm. last week just shows that they're going to use him. He's going to play. He's going to be out there. And as soon as he dusts one of these Saints corners, Buckeye v. Buckeye, it's going to... Um, it's gonna be interesting. That's why it's a. That's why it's a sneaky play. I like that. I, I envy you, Kevin. I yeah. Envy. So uh, I want to hear who your. Sneak well, my is. sneak freak of the week is. A it's little. Pretty, is it pretty sneaky or no? I'd say it's very, very, very low end sneaky because I mean, no, or high end sneaky. Excuse me. It's kind of freaky. It is. It's uh, another Buckeye actually, Paris Campbell. He's owned in. This was not intentional. He's guys. No, it was not. I promise you. He's owned in about four point one percent of league. So I mean, this is like humongous long shot. But uh, we just got the news that Ty is doubtful for this game. So Campbell should see a pretty big uptick in targets uh, against the Raiders. Who, apologies, but they are god awful against the deep ball. Unfortunately, so far. Unfortunately. I have to admit it. I mean, Jonathan Abrams out. 
So they should be relying on maybe Gary on Conley and that's that's all. Pretty I much Gary on Conley and then um, I don't know if you got Curtis Riley last week um was getting smoked by these oh. wide, Minnesota wide receivers and obviously Kirk Cousins didn't really prove that into yards but mm-hmm. on both the Thielen's touchdowns Curtis Riley was guarding yeah. him. Yeah. Um, if Curtis Riley's out there again on Paris Campbell, um, don't be surprised if Paris Campbell puts up 15 to 20 points. Like that's because that's Paris Campbell's bread and butter. Is just he's he's a speed demon, and he's gonna he's gonna outrun you, and he's gonna hit you with some nasty. Brissett has got a cannon. He's gonna be looking for Paris Campbell, but I'm hoping this doesn't happen, guys. I'm gonna be at this game. Oh. Okay. Oh, I hope it does for my uh for your sneak s- freak sneak freak long shot. Yeah, but I think that's all we got for this this week. It is. Uh, we hope we helped you guys out with some information. Yeah, I hope you guys like the uh, the new segment we have going. The love, I guess, the love hate. I think we like the love hate a little better. At least I did. Yeah, I did too. Because we can talk more about. It's probably good for you guys to know which yeah. guys we don't like. Because last week we only started about the guys we did like. Exactly, but uh, we also were able to incorporate uh, deep streams within the love hate. List yeah, we decided to put them in there because if they're streamable in our eyes, they're definitely. So we got for a twofer, us. twofer for you guys. Twofer, two birds with one stone. Exactly. Right? So yeah, we're um, we're excited for week four. Uh, hopefully we can go out and get these fantasy dubs. Hopefully I'm, you guys. I got a, I've already got a tough tough game because I had one against Devonte Adams last night who went off. So. Yeah, so um, hopefully you guys win. But first off, I just want to say like, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at uh oh yeah, see fantasy freaks hundred percent. Uh, we definitely want to keep growing our Twitter. It's a lot of like where we can like totally personally connect with you guys mm-hmm. and um, give you guys advice, reply to your messages, DM us on there. Like we want to, we want to be involved with you guys. <laughs> and uh, sorry, Brandon's out here. Uh, I think Brandon has to pee. No, I just, uh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just getting really anxious to. Uh, oh, for week four. For week four fantasy, exactly. We're also we're creating a website right now. We are. Um, we're. I feel like it's making some progress. I, I feel like it is too. It's looking really good. So, yeah, it's, to... it's gonna be um, tfantasyfreaks.com. It technically is already like loaded up. Like, yeah, you, you could go on it, but don't go on it. Yet. No, don't. Please, actually, don't. 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 don't spoil. We'll tell you when. Just listen to the podcast, and we'll tell yeah. you when to go on. Yeah, there. do not go on it, please. So, uh, we're gonna get that done. Um, there's gonna be some uh, good information on our site, mm-hmm. and it's gonna really tell you about us. Tell you about. It's gonna have. Um, Hopefully, somewhat soon, we're going to start incorporating rankings. Um, we're just trying to um, slowly work our way into it when it comes to rankings. But this love-hate segment is definitely going to be uh, one of the more popular better, ones. One of the better ways to get um, yeah. the guys we like and whatnot. But, yeah, follow us on Twitter. And uh, I think that's it for us. Is that it? Well, that is it. We are signing off. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Yep.